Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from our temporary drunk gossip studios here in Detroit. So, I, first of all, this weekend was not a huge gossip weekend like I thought it would be. Um, you know, normally we have at least one or two big stories, and we do have a big story. Um, but unlike the last few weeks where we the big story has led to, you know, like a throwback Thursday segment or a, um, or in the case of Katie Holmes, a whole deep dive. Um, that doesn't appear to be the case, um, today with, with these. There's no clear-cut big story that's kind of shaping, um, as of yet, um, you know, as, as I go, I always change the show, so <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. Um, there is a chance that Will is going to record um, and send a segment. I don't know if it'll be added to this episode or if he will um, be sending it for another episode. But he's he's going to start easing back in as we gear up. Um, not only for my return to uh, New York, but also as we start to gear up um, for the fall season. Um, so with all of that out of the way, um, let's get into... What did happen over the weekend? Um, we haven't checked in with Lori Lachlan in a while because, frankly, it was kind of the same thing consistently. With her truly believing that she had done nothing wrong, um, that she had done what any parent would do, and... Essentially that she was just completely innocent in this whole college admissions scandal. Um, there had been rumors of her relationship with Massimo uh, maybe being tense or on the verge of um, splintering. Uh, but there was never, and I have to repeat this, um, there was never really any indication that those were anything more than unfounded rumors. Um, from all of the gossip um, sites, it seemed like maybe they were obviously arguing because this is a very stressful situation. Um, but it never, at least it... In anything I've read, it never came across as if there was trouble in paradise. It was always more of a... Oh shit, we did something bad and we got caught thing. Um, so what exactly does this all mean? Nothing really. Um... But page six ran a story this weekend about how 
essentially Lori and Massimo and Olivia Jade and the other daughter, Bella, are all basically pariahs right now. Um, the, the article touched on the, touched on the girls' um, lives now a little bit, not much. Basically, what they said was, um, obviously Olivia Jade has lost a lot of business. She's an influencer. Um, she's lost a lot of sponsors. She's lost, um, she and her boyfriend broke up before ultimately reconciling. Um, and while she's not enrolled at USC for the fall, word has it that she has not actually been kicked out of school. That she had always planned on taking this semester off. Uh, and with Bella, all they really said was she and her boyfriend broke up when the scandal hit because it was too much media pressure for him. Um... And it's said that there's, um, there's kind of a wait-and-see pattern right now in terms of, uh, whether or not they're going to be accepted back into certain social, um, social circles because it's a toxic brand. Um, no one really wants to be associated with them because, frankly... They're not necessarily, um, they're not necessarily the greatest, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're they're not the greatest people to be talking to, um, and not have people look at you like you're a criminal as well. So, um, the whole thrust of this article was basically what I just said. There's a wait-and-see attitude right now with with their so-called friends. Um, Both of them have been throwing themselves into the legal aspect. Um, Both of them meaning Massimo and Lori. Um, They've been throwing themselves into the... Uh, legal, legal work, and what a lot of people are saying is that Lori and Massimo truly feel like what they did wasn't that bad. That this was what rich people have been doing for years, um, and again they tried to spin it to where. They're the victims. They thought they were just donating for a library or um, something of that sort. And that the the point person was um, the point person was the, the the orchestrator and the villain in this. The thing is, first of all, they're trying. I think. Their, their method is to try differences in the media 
first of all, to see how people react to them. And second of all, to try to influence the jury pool. It's not necessarily a, a, a bad way to go. But... It's it's probably going to get them into more trouble later on. Um, especially since um, the feds actually have taped conversations regarding this. Um, you know, and I think that's where the most trouble is going to come in is that there are all these tapes of them uh, talking about what's happening, saying that they understand what what's actually going on. And I think if those tapes start to get out and this actually goes to trial, it's going to do far more damage than them just trying to come up with a better defense. But right now, I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. And Holly Day is probably not a name that you would think of um, when we're talking about celebrity gossip. Um, Mostly because, honestly... I don't even... I don't even know, like... I can't remember when he was last relevant or had a hit. If For those of you who don't remember who Howie Day is, just, first of all, this is not Throwback Thursday, I promise. Um, Howie Day had, like, a hit in the early 2000s with a song called Collide. Um, and since then, he has really... He's continued to put out albums, and the research I did for this, um, it seems like he was signed to a major label, um, there was some sort of falling out, and then, after that, um, he started his own label and has been, um, releasing his music on that. Now, you all know I'm all for the indie route. So, you know, good on him. Um, I, there, there's a lack of details on what happened with the record label. Um, but, it seems as though he may have some anger issues. Because... Over the weekend, he was arrested in Manhattan for assaulting his girlfriend. Um, I do want to put a caveat here. Some people, um, some of the stories, um, some of the articles, I should say, cite her as his ex-girlfriend. And some are citing her as still his girlfriend. Um, the newest one 
that I saw on page six um, had her as his girlfriend. So that's generally what I'm going with. Um, And since she was in Manhattan with him on tour, it would seem to make the most amount of sense that they were, that they had still been together. Um, It is also very possible that after the alleged attack, um, that they broke up. Um, and it, honestly, it's almost like we don't even have to say alleged because he has not denied attacking her. Um, in a surprise move, um, he didn't enter a plea and he's being held on $500 bail. Some have speculated that the reason why he hasn't paid bail is because he frankly just doesn't have it. Um, I don't. I think that would be foolish to assume that he doesn't have it. Um, I mean, he he had enough to go on to her and. I'm sure that he got paid something to put on these concerts. So, um, there's that. And there, well, again, details are scarce about, about this. It does not appear that this is the first time He's he's been accused of domestic assault. Um, it does appear, though, that this is the first time that he's gone to jail for it. Um, like, like, details are scarce on the other accusation. I haven't been able to find very much out about it. So, what happened? We know a little bit more about this. Um, he grabbed his girlfriend and threw her, threw her around the room and had his hands wrapped around her neck. Um, and the, I'm not, this part is unclear. It, it would seem more likely seeing as I've been in this situation before, um, it, it seems very likely that what happened was um, a neighbor or someone heard what was going on and called the police. Um, you know, like, I, like I've, I've told you before, um, with my ex... Um, my next door neighbor was able to hear what was happening and called the police and told them it was an emergency and got them um, to my apartment very quickly. Um, So I imagine that it's pretty much the same thing here. Um, Maybe a hotel employee or someone overheard this. 
um, and called the police. The girlfriend did seek medical attention after uh, police arrested Howie Day. Um, and he told the police as they were arresting him, I'm going through Xanax withdrawal. I'm going to pass out. So again, it's very unclear um it's very unclear um what motivated this if it was drug withdrawal That's not great. Um, he was charged with um, domestic assault. And... Um, I'm sorry. He was charged with criminal obstruction of breathing, assault, and criminal possession of a controlled substance. So, and by the way, maybe it's a New York thing, which would actually kind of make sense, but who knew that criminal obstruction of breathing was an actual crime that they could charge you with? Because trust me, my ex should have been charged with that. Um... So, I'm going to keep on top of this story um, if there are any more develop- if there are any more developments, I'll bring them to you. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of guessing that there's going to be a plea bargain, um, community service and um, Maybe some anger management classes. Uh, that's what happened with my ex. But um, I'll keep on top of it. But for right now, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So it, it's been a while since we last talked about Aretha. Um, she died almost a year ago to the day. Um... And since then, she has, since then she has really um, left a hole in the music industry uh, that will never be filled again. You know, some people like um, Britney was called the next Madonna. Um... Ariana Grande is called the next Mariah Carey. There will never be another Aretha Franklin. She was most certainly one of a kind. Um, The closest we'll get, I think, is Jennifer Hudson. And I don't even... 
outside of J-Hud playing Aretha in the biopic of her life, I don't think we're going to necessarily um, see this. I don't, th- I, don't, I don't think that she wants to take up that mantle. So, why are we talking about Aretha now? Well, there's been some interesting financial developments with her um, with her estate. When we initially talked about this, <coughs> would not be an episode without me coughing. <laughs> when we initially talked about this, um, there was no will on record, and so everything was going to be divided up um, four ways between her sons. And the tr- truly diva-esque twist, there have been three wills found. Um, all of them with much different uh, ways to divide up the estate. So, what what's happening now is lawyers for each of the potential heirs are going to court to try and get their will. Uh, validated and entered into um, the court system. What's going to happen is essentially a judge is going to look at it all a a judge is going to look at all of them um, probably run like a handwriting test or something of that sort to try and determine um, which of these wills are are valid. And you know, which of them are more or less either forgeries or um, old. So while that drama plays out, there's another diva-esque twist. So most of us are living hand to mouth, paycheck to paycheck. And you know, There ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, let's be clear about that. You know, it happens sometimes. It it is what it is. So, as we have... As is wont to do sometimes when you're a millionaire, you get checks and you just forget about them. 
Well, Aretha Franklin apparently had stacks of checks that she didn't bother to cash. Um, these checks were from the Screenwriters Guild. Um, and Sound Exchange. There were also um, royalty checks from Springtime Publishing, EMI, BMI, Carlin Music, and Feel Good Films. And when I tell you that these checks totaled almost $1 million, I can hear your collective draws dropping to the floor. Now, for someone who for so long fought off rumors of being broke or having squandered her fortune, this does not sound like someone who had actually did that. Um, and in fact, those rumors were probably manufactured, um, to try and put a dent in Aretha's reputation. Um, there have been some people who have argued, um, that... Aretha's career was on the decline. She wasn't selling albums anymore. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, Taylor Swift dropped Lover over the weekend. And it, unless um, the statistics change um, before tomorrow, she's not selling albums like she used to. Um, the first, the first week total sales for her, um, is going to be 700,000, which, don't get me wrong, is very impressive, especially since, uh, she's not, she dropped it on Friday instead of Tuesday, which is, uh, going to take off, um, some sales time, but, nonetheless, you know, you can kind of see, you know, album sales are not what they used to be. Um, Cheryl Crow announced that she was done making albums, period. And now she's only going to be releasing singles when she wants to. Um, so, streaming really has change the way we watch TV and listen to music and whatnot. So, it, it's not really all that surprising that um, she that she wasn't selling albums the way she used to. Also, given her age, she wasn't trying, she wasn't trying to be Madonna and appeal to 20 and 30-somethings. She was making music for her generation. In her generation, you didn't start out selling 700,000 albums in the first week. You sold 50,000 
and then the next week maybe you sold 55,000. And you kind of just gradually built up like that. That's why going platinum was such a big deal in the past. And as these checks proved, people were still listening to her music. I mean, she had a million dollars in uncashed checks. So she obviously did something right with her career. And she, she was a very savvy woman, so let's not forget that. Of course, I'm going to stay on top of this story. Uh, and I will bring you all the latest details as soon as I have them. But for right now, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, over the weekend, I got inspired um, for a story, um, for a script. And I I told Will, well, I gave Will the pitch. Um, And and for for those of you who don't know what an elevator pitch is... It's, um, the best way to describe it is when you get on an elevator with somebody, you have basically 30 seconds to sell yourself or your book. So you try to boil it down and hook them in order to make a sale. And so I, I told Will my pitch. And I this is a direct quote from Will. Quote, that's a hell of a pitch. So it, it kind of got me excited. And it got me to thinking, hey, like, you know, this is a thing, like, In this particular case, Will is the perfect demographic. Now, of course, he's my friend and he could have just been being nice, but honestly, that's not the relationship that Will and I have. You know, we don't, we don't bag on one another just for funsies, uh, but we're also very honest. If we think something's a little shaky or not well thought out, We'll, we'll, we'll say it um, without fear of our friendship being thrown into turmoil. So, once I got that enthusiastic endorsement, I, I decided to, you know... Just check out some more. Um, just check out some more research and let this story start to come together in my mind, which I always do first. Um, usually I start with the character and then think, oh, what would they do in this situation or what would they do in that situation? Um, this is the first time where I've actually had the pitch first. And not the actual either storyline or at least a character. Um, 
so I you know I I'm working on this and while I while I've been here Dave has been trying to get me to move back it's it's not going to happen but he's really putting in his pitch um, and he pointed out that Josh Mallerman who wrote Bird Box actually lives in the same area that I used to live and you know, and he he talked about how there are now writing co-ops and places like that where I can go um, if I don't want to stay in the house. My biggest thing is, you know, while I, since I've lived in New York, I don't, even though I work from home, I don't work at home. Uh, you know, I usually go out to, like, a tea shop or like a Starbucks or, you know, something of that sort um, to do all my work. First of all, it makes me feel like I actually have um, a work setting to go to. Um, And that's always a good thing. But a little bit more than that... um, I just like being in different environments. <coughs> um, and sometimes... Sometimes being in a different environment or being out of the house allows me to cover a story that normally I probably wouldn't. Case in point, see a CNN bombing scare that happened last... I believe it was last October. Um... Under normal circumstances, I would never have covered that. Um, Mostly because, why would I? I write true crime, I write sex articles. Um, I... I do celebrity work. But very rarely do I cover breaking, breaking political or breaking national news. Um, but I was right there on the scene, so I kind of like being out and about. Um, when I lived in Michigan, I. basically just worked at home. Um, it was between home and school. And of course, you know, school actually gave, I actually had to go to class. I actually had to uh, do this stuff. So, when I talk about going to school and whatnot, um, you know, there were there were actual deadlines and, and that sort of that sort of thing. But, and he knew there was a big but there. Um, 
it just wasn't... I, I wasn't writing as much as I wanted to. Um, mostly because I had homework and stuff like that. So... Um, you know... And, and this whole thing really just got me thinking because... There is a chance that if... Let me not say if. When, when I write the script, when it sells... Um, I, I may have to come back, um, during the shooting of the movie. Now, that, there's a chance to that, um, a, a production company will just buy up my script and tell me to fuck off. Which I'm completely fine with as long as I get an an invitation to the premiere. (laughs) And, um, you know, because that's what, that's what's really important to me. (laughs) Um, I want to go to a movie premiere so badly. As a guest, not as, like, someone covering it. Like, I want to be there and just relax and... All right, maybe get a little bit of celebrity gossip. <laughs> but, you know... That's the sort of thing that I think about. Like, And I'm not like, oh, this is the greatest script ever. No, it's not. Um, this script actually grew out of something that my aunt shared on Facebook... And, um, kind of, I've been in this weird phase where I've been writing a lot of, um, I've been writing an action movie parody. So this just seemed to be a natural extension of that. Um, and you know, again... Y'all know how my brain works. Just like this this segment when I originally planned it was not about getting out of the house to write um, or anything like that. It was actually going to be about research. So, y'all, ten minutes later, and we rarely covered research. And we've, like, I think I may have said the word research a couple times. But, <laughs> but we talked about working outside of the house and whatnot. Um, that's just how things go sometimes. Um, but, um, as I, you know, like I said, as I get closer and closer, uh, my main, the main thrust of this goal, um, is to get into the WGA. And sell a script. Because once you sell the first. It's so much easier. To sell more. And once you sell the first. You know if that. If it actually gets made. You. 
you pretty much have guaranteed income for the rest of your life. Um, because with royalties and whatnot, un- unless, like, Netflix buys it. But even then, Netflix will... Since Netflix doesn't really do royalties... Um, they'll, they'll pay you basically a lifetime of royalties for the movie. So, there's that. Um, but I'm going to take my silly ass and take a break. And I will be right back. And I'm back. So, for our last segment today... And yes, I realize it's only five. I know we've become accustomed to having six segments on Monday. But, first of all, the segments were all super long. Um, And more importantly, there just wasn't... I don't think there was enough to justify um, doing another one. Um, If we'll does indeed send me a recorded segment. It'll probably end up being in the next episode uh, tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, we have that to look forward to. Um, but as I was saying, um, just like in the last live episode that we did, um, Disney is going to take the final spot. Um, primarily the Disney-Sony feud over Spider-Man. But we're going to get to that. Because Disney has a lot more news coming out of it. Um, For starters, Kit Harington is joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU, um, in the movie The Eternals. And, I mean, this is noteworthy in and of itself. Um, After Kit's rehab stint... Um, no one actually thought his career was going to be, um, no one thought his career was actually going to be on the downswing. Let's be real. He just started in the biggest television show in the world. Um, so his next, his next move, or his career was pretty... Um, was pretty pretty eagerly, eagerly anticipated. Um, but him joining the MCU was not something that anybody seen coming. Um, I and especially an ensemble superhero movie. Um, instead of trying to be the leading man, now this could be one of the best moves he's made. Because if the Eternals fails, it's not going to fall on his shoulders. 
But there's also another little part. Um, and this is strictly speculation at this point. And I do want to say that um, up front. There is literally nothing to... Um, there is literally nothing to... Um, justify this except for alleged past behaviors on both of the stars' parts. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see Kit Harrington work with Angelina Jolie, um, seeing as she's single and he's not. Um, and I'm sure she's worked with a lot of male co-stars who were married, but she infamously had an affair with Brad Pitt while he was still married to Jennifer Aniston. Um, and a lot of people are speculating about what happened here. Um, and for his part, Allegedly, Kit Harrington is said to have slept with one of his um, female co-stars while he was with... Um, I keep calling her Rose Lily, and I don't think that's actually her name. But his wife, who was also on Game of Thrones. So... This could... The set of this movie could lead to a lot of juicy, juicy gossip. Um, I'm really, like, I'm really excited for it, and it's kind of tickled my muse a little. Um, the next, um, probably much bigger story is that are you saying are you are you ready for this? Lizzie McGuire is coming back to our television screens. Hilary Duff will be reprising her role as the titular character. And... Um... And, you know, I just, my, I'm just so excited about this. I don't have words. Um, so the premise of the reboot, or revival, whatever you want to call it. Um, it actually, it might even be a continuation. There's so many damn words now for these shows. Um, is Lizzie is a 20-something, uh, oh, 20 going on 30-something woman living in Manhattan working for a world-famous designer. And animated Lizzie is still there, and she's still 13. And so this is going to be fabulous. Uh, and for those of you who are asking or wondering, it doesn't appear as though there's going to be any conflict with her work on Younger. 
Um, Infuliary did have a blind saying that she she agreed to the revival um, because Younger was going down. Here's the thing. It's, it's not. Every single year, Younger has increased its viewership and... Um, it, it it's increased its its viewership and it's probably the hottest show on cable right now. That might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but not by much. Um. So, as far as, as far as anyone can tell, um, there's no conflicts. And I don't think Hillary's people would have let her set on the dotted line if there had been any conflicts. Um, so, it, it's completely expected that she's going to continue on. Um, I'm I'm literally just so excited about this. You don't even understand. Um, so ah, uh, okay. Before I start rambling on too much about this, um. She should be able to do both roles. Um, and the, the... The biggest thing is... Um, Disney Plus will be releasing episodes weekly. As opposed to um, all at once. So, but the biggest Disney story continues to be Sony yanking it away. Um, from Sony yanking Spider-Man away from Disney. For those of you who haven't already heard... Um, there was a contract in place for, um, Kevin Feige and Marvel to consult on Disney movie, um, on Spider-Man movies, rather. In return, they got to use Spider-Man in three of their films, um, Captain America Civil War, um, Avengers Infinity War, or Infinity Saga, rather, and, um, Endgame. Um, and then, of course, Kevin Feig helped, uh, craft two standalone Spider-Man films for Sony, 
with Disney getting 5% um, up, 5% first gross, which basically means even if those movies hadn't made any money, Disney would have got paid 5% of whatever they did make. So, <clears throat> Disney went to Sony and said, hey, we want a 50-50 stake. Now, there are some sources that are claiming that didn't happen. Um, that it was 30%, and some are saying as low as 25%. But those seem to be Disney sources, who are also painting Disney as the good guy here. Uh, and Sony as the evil villain who won't let Disney have their um, their character back. Again, make of that what you will. Um... So, Sony hit back and said, let's just keep the same deal here. Um, Kevin Feig over the weekend said, he just didn't have time. And this was always supposed to happen. And he doesn't know what the whole big to-do is about. Um, and, um, Tom Holland came out on stage and made a joke about this being a really, a bad week, um, But as we start to dig a little bit deeper, what we're finding is there indeed does seem to be a discrepancy of um, what Disney wanted and what they were willing to give. Um... And almost, seemingly almost in retaliation, um, they're launching a Spider-Man show for Disney+. Plus. Um, and before people ask how they can do that, Disney owned, uh, Sony was in some financial trouble. And they sold merchandising rights back to Disney. Um, and then eventually they ended up selling merchandising rights back to Sony. Or back to Disney, rather. Um, now, some people will argue, hey, this has probably been in the works for a while. That could be. But you announced it just after... Um, a huge fight, and that's that's where people kind of are like, yeah, something's not right here. Um, but 
I, we definitely haven't heard the last of this story yet. And I'm sure there will be plenty more twists and turns um, as we start to hear the real truths. For right now, though, I'm going to end the show. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, cheers. <laughs>